Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, this is Helena. Helena Steinhornstein with Our Wondrous World, This World So Full of Wonders, and you are the one to make it all happen. Welcome to this little moment in time when we will have an exchange of energies, I hope. I know you will listen to me, and I know some of you listen again and again, but also some of you have asked me, why don't you want to take calls? This is not so. I love to speak to anyone and everyone. The only thing is I don't like to do healing calls over the air. I, I'm not quite comfortable with that, and many of you know that. I do telephone healing and computer healing, you know, Skype healings every day. And it works beautifully. But when someone else listens to the process, it, it kind of takes off something from me. And I notice if I try to record a healing session with someone else, because I get a lot of good, really hyper good channel stuff. And there's so many times that I say afterwards, my God, we should have recorded this. And so does my client. But when I record, make a recording, Somehow, I don't get the same inspiration. It's like my contact up above doesn't want to give me anything if it is recorded. So uh, there we go. I cannot say this is the way it works for me. I know other people do it differently. But I have a very, very sensitive connection with a very, very high frequency up there. And for those who don't know who I am, Again, I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein, and I'm considered to be a pretty good spiritual healer. I didn't know I was a healer when I started. People called me that. Other people said I was a medical intuitive or, or, or a psychic healer. I never said so because I never heard those words before. I just did what I was inspired to do at the particular time. Now you're out there. Have you seen angels? Have you noticed anything that could in any way be an angel around you? Have you spoken to your children and they have said, oh, I have angels coming. And you have said, oh, no, you don't. It's just imagination. How many of you have had this happen to you? I'm sure quite a few of you. With my grandchildren particularly, of course, as, as a grandmother, you have more time to listen to grandchildren than you have when you're a mother and you're with your own children. But anyway, they all talked about their angels. And it was not that I had brought it up or anyone else had brought it up in the conversation. They just talked about those angels and those little people and what colors they were and described them, and they even had given the name, and they put out chairs in their room for their angels. And they had nice conversations with them. And then I asked them later on, as they were a little older, and they said, no, they don't come anymore. And it seems that as soon as the children kind of grow out to that pure innocence, 
They don't see angels anymore. But then once we grow up, now we can make it our choice to see more, to learn more, and understand a little bit more about our universe. I think the first time, as I recall, well, I was small and I saw what I perceived as angels kind of floating by me, uh, as like little glimpses of light, and they always made me feel good. But it was not like a direct connection. But then when I was a grown-up and I was already into my second marriage and I was sick, I was mysteriously sick. No one knew what it was. Doctors came and some psychologists thought, well, it was in my mind because there was no test that could find anything wrong with me. And I was kind of just disappearing. Everything was kind of sinking away with me. I couldn't even lift an arm in in the end. I couldn't get out of bed. I was just lying there, pale and disappearing thin and disappearing and then one afternoon and I was in the black forest where we had a a house at that time my German husband and I and uh, there was this apparition or should I say appearance of a beautiful light next to me on my right side and I looked and then in the light there was what I would describe the appearance of an angel. And she stretched out her arm, her hand towards me. And I heard, I don't know if there were actually words and a voice, but I heard, you must not eat meat. It's no food for you. And it just, and then she disappeared. And all doctors out there had tried to find out, and this was long before I was doing what uh, I'm doing, what I'm doing now, and no one had found that out, what was wrong with me. And here comes an angel and tells me what no one else knew. And immediately that same evening, I gave order of no more meat, no more, and everyone thought, Oh, no, that's crazy. In Germany at that time, it was fleisch, you know, meat. You have to have meat. It gives you strength. They even said you had vitamins in, in, in the meat. I don't think so, but that's what they said. You have minerals, you have protein, you have all this other stuff. And they wanted me to eat it probably two, three times a day. And here I said, no, none of that. And they just gave me potatoes, a salad, and, and butter, you know. I didn't eat much, but Immediately that night, I felt so much better. And now the days to come, I got better and better. Eventually, I could lift up my body and get out of bed. And eventually, I could get dressed. And eventually, I could even go downstairs. You know, that was how it worked. So uh, don't underestimate the power of what we call angels. And I know people cannot... They shrug their shoulders and say, oh, no, we, we don't believe in that stuff. Ah, well, why not? Oh, I haven't seen that. There's no proof for it. Huh, there's no proof for so much out there. What kind of proof do you want? Something that we people have created in our minds, in the limitation of our human minds? Oh, no, open up, everyone. 
So angels, they do exist. Yes, there are times when people say, oh, yeah, I saw angels, and I'm not, I'm listening, but I don't disbelieve and I don't really believe. But after a surgery once, I woke up, and in the recovery room, I literally saw angels. I literally do, but I was so groggy at the time, and in my beautiful mind, <laughs> angels was what I was seeing. And I said that to a nurse, oh, there are all these angels. And she just looked at me and she didn't say anything. Maybe there were, maybe I was just at that time under the influence of of the anesthesia. But in my book, the new book called The White Light, A Limitless Reality, I have a chapter about angels. And it's amazing how they mingle in with us. And after lectures, I've had particularly men who come up to me, and these have been serious businessmen who said, I liked what you said about the angels. I know that I have met with angels, and they have told me a particular situation when they just knew this had to be an angel because it didn't make any other sense. But it had to be. By the way, did I tell you that? That the white light, a limitless reality, was the number one international Amazon bestseller. Thank you all. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, USA. Thank you, Australia, New Zealand. Thank you. This is great. And thank you, England. And thank you, Germany. It didn't make me number one bestseller, but I was on the best-selling list, and I thank you for that. So, and because I think I said that now, I rem- I'm reminded of it. I German is, of course, not English. <laughs> so English is the language, is it, a foreign language to you. So I applaud you. Thank you so very much. Talk about German. For some reason today, when I turned on my AOL email, suddenly it spoke German. Why? Everything that I receive is in English or in Swedish to that email address, which is activate at AOL.com. And suddenly it speaks to me, you know, Greece or whatever, you know, welcome. It, all that in German, all the text is in German. How do I get rid of it? Tell me, Germany. Anyway, so if anyone wants to call in about something interesting or ancient story, yes, it's good. But I know most people listen to the recordings. If you hear a sound in the background, it's uh, my gardening crew that is outside doing all lawns in the neighborhood. So it's nothing that is more dangerous. So are angels a reality? If you believe in them... They are never far away in your life, and they will stay close to you at all times. If you don't believe in angels, they're still close to you, but they might not assist you in the same way. Because as a non-believer, you will never think of asking them for their assistance. I find you don't even have to ask for help. Because angels already hear your sincere wishes formed in your heart. Remember that. 
you don't even have to quite express your wishes. They already know them because they live in your heart. All you need to be is to be in touch with the truth of your heart, which is the only language angels hear and can truly understand. And there's a little bit of that in the prologue of my new book also, and it's so interesting that you really have a connection through your dimensional self. There is such a thing as a dimensional self. You consist of lots of dimensions. And we have never been told that it is that way, but it is. I work every day with people and their health problems or their mood problems or emotions. And I have to go down in their emotions to find out what they're all about because this is how healing, how the healing process begins. And your subconscious mind is the most precious part of you because that's where you pile up everything. And once you get an overload of certain things in your subconscious mind, now you start to have problems in your physical you. God, we are so interesting. So much more interesting than all those medications and whatever it is. So angels see no reason for human materialistic values, like money, like they don't have the dollar signs in their mind like some of us do, and most of us do, they rule a country because of the money. You know, money, you cannot eat money. I said that last time, if you're hungry and you have all the money in the world and you ruined everything around you, but you have all that money, what do you do with it? Sit on it. It might be good for that, but you cannot do anything else with it. You can't eat it. It can't feed you or anyone else. It will make a really good fire if you have a match. But it certainly will not and ever bring you health. Yes, you can go to specialists, but it will not bring you health. It will never, never bring you happiness. So, uh, you know, we have come a little bit here on the way, understanding that everything about us is uh, like we are a package of dimensions, of lots and lots of dimensions. And those dimensions, you know, consist of memories. Everything basically is energy, various kinds of energy. We are just energy, all and everything. And that's why I say that, you know, everything out there is a kind of imagination, that we imagine things. And once you are of a higher consciousness and you're more aware of things around you, you get more and more conscious of what it is all about. 
And I'm surprised sometimes how little this matters to people. I was going out the other day with uh, women, lovely women, and I noticed a, couple, a few, well, most of them, they were interested in my subject, but I had one that it was so totally uninteresting to her. She just, I could feel her energy, how it was just like a sinking stone. <laughs> it was just was going right over her head. It was not that she didn't understand. She didn't have any curiosity. She had never, ever asked me one single question. Immediately from the start, I don't understand what it is you're doing, but she said, said that as a kind of evaluation, but not that she wanted to know more. And some of us are that. And we're all sitting in some kind of process of evolution. We are in a process of development. So it's okay. We cannot judge those. And there are many who believe they're very advanced and they call themselves spiritual and I've seen those who call themselves spiritual and go to spiritual groups and all that. They're not spiritual. They wish, they have a wish for being spiritual. They like the beauty and the comfort of being in that zone of not having to do anything. Just sitting there and allowing the light to shine. Mind you, the light is an action, it's an activity. It's an energy. It's a positive energy. And you can do a lot with it. You can sit and receive it and send it out. Once you begin your day doing just a few minutes, and I don't mean 20 minutes, I mean like three minutes, and you take this little meditation with the light, and you sit in the chair, you don't even have to close your eyes because you, all you have to do is turn within. You can turn within without closing your eyelids. I mean, you don't have to do that at all. You just turn within, feeling some kind of connection with that inner light that lives within you, right in your chest area. And that means that you have this access to something so beautiful and so very, very powerful. Jesus said, I am the light. This is the way and this is your truth. And we never have understood it. Religion took it and, and deliberately put it away in a way so it wouldn't be available for us, us regular people. And he meant it for us. Because he also said, you can do what I do even more so. And I suppose I repeat myself. But I do it for a reason, because it's given to me over and over again and again and again. So I have someone calling. Area code 520. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello there. Thank you for calling. Well, thank you for taking my call. I'm not sure if I... Um, I was just listening, and um, I find it very interesting, and I do believe in energy. 
Very good. Yes, of course. But, you know, it's funny when I speak to particular young men and I talk a lot to men at airports, for some reason they like to speak to me. To me. Maybe I look friendly and always smile. But I say I work with energy and I talk about energy. And they don't get it. What is your name? Um, my name's Christina. Christina. Hello, Christina. Hello. And I, um, me and my daughter, we love talking about energy. We love seeing it because I tell her um, it's like knowing it. it's something you can't see, but you can feel it. You can definitely feel it. Like you can go into a supermarket and you can be... Everybody will be all good morning, good morning to you, and then somebody behind you can come in, and they won't get those good mornings because their energy is so old with a different emotion of either being sad or negative in some kind of way, you know. But I have a neighbor that doesn't believe in energy, and I'm like, but it's real, <laughs> you know. But you know, <laughs> you know, it's amazing, I, but. It, they don't even know what they're talking about when they say, oh, I don't believe in energy. They just don't have a clue. I think it's just lack of information. Don't you yeah, think so? You know, I, you know what, I think the way you put it like that, that is very correct. I'm like, wow, yes. Yeah. Because um, I noticed the ones who criticize me, and of course I've been around for a long time, and I was like, Big, a beginner. I mean, I've done this for years and years, and in the beginning, people didn't believe one word of what I was saying. And then when I started to speak to them, they just didn't know. They were ignorant. They were uneducated in the subject. And once you start to talk to them, they're all for it. They agree with me. I once had to speak to a policeman in a supermarket uh, who had listened to a lecture somewhere, uh, and I used to at that time give free lectures in like whole food and, and wild oats and so on, and had passed by, and he recognized me, so I don't believe one, and he said some kind of powerful word, <laughs> I don't believe in what you're saying. And then we started to talk. He turned into a great believer because I just informed him and told yeah, us to and just I think, relax. I think you're so right on with that, that, you know, people are just, they're either misinformed or they're not informed of energy. You know, cause yes, like this is daughter, exactly we, what it is. And it's yeah, not good you're to, saying this because uh, this is what I'm going to kind of start to market myself with also in new places, that is lack of information. Oh, I think you'll succeed great in that. Because I think information is the most powerful thing, and like you say, once people start hearing about it, they're what they get their curiosity turns, and then they know. You just know there's no way, there's no no energy out there. There is, it's filled with energy, either it's good yes. or bad or in between or whatever it is. You know, I think we're full of it, and I think we can learn from everybody. Like I tell my husband lots of times, he. Every time he drives, somebody cuts him off or something happens. And I tell him it's because you're looking for that energy. Why don't you get in the car and say, I'm going to have a great ride. You know, I drive to work like 15 minutes away from my home. And I have a good experience all the way to work. I get every green light. Um, I let people merge in if they have to, you know. I don't like if they cut me off, but it doesn't bother me. 
you know, I'm not going to let no, my you know, why, why make it, you know, we have, we have the choice to make our day a good day or not a good day. And this yeah, starts with the I, driving, of course. And I tell my husband, you'll never see that person ever again. So don't why waste your energy on them. Just let them go. <laughs> you know? and, yes, um, no, it's very so good. And as a mother, of course, it's very important how you react because your children will take after you. They will copy you for later on. Yeah, and I also try to tell tell them, you know, sometimes when we get like we you know when you go to work or you're at places you know I said sometimes you get a reflection of 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 an energy that you don't like you know the the way they behave the way they conduct themselves I said but you got to always remember when you when you see it it's like a mirror of 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 uh it's a mirror of energy showing you don't be like this or maybe I don't want to be like that or maybe I've been like that and I'm going to try not to be like that. <laughs> so I tell them yeah. to take No, all. that's good. You're living a good principle, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So, um, I tell them to, to take it, you know, any way we get it. We, You know, we've got to face it, but let's face it in a way that we can make it good for us. Yes, and it's very good what you said right now, particularly during these times, because uh, we live during kind of crazy times and uh, where many feel that what is so wrong is what is in pre-existence. That's what everyone is, has to live. I mean, we have all these crazy things happen in the world and we don't feel safe the way we should feel safe, like the concert now in England when you send off your oh, kids yeah. to a, a concert and they come back home in boxes. You know, this is such a horrible, horrible world. But I believe we shouldn't walk around in fear because that will not make it better. And those who are doing this to us, they will win, you know, each time we're fearful. So we have to just make that love and light energy even stronger. And it will stop that way if you start to create more love and light around you because that would create like 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 a wall of energy. Yeah. Yeah, like people have fears of getting on an airplane and saying, well, you know, this or that, you know, like my son is getting in the airlines and my husband's like, oh, it's at the worst time. But I told him, you know what, it's not the worst time. I said, because you know what, I believe any airplane my son gets on, he'll be safe. And that's what I'm going with. (laughs) Yes, no, you have to take it that way because you are fearful I mean, people who are fearful of flying, it's usually because they have small children. And I noticed when I was a mother with a small child, then I was so fearful of flying because I didn't want to leave my child behind. But once you grow up, that uh, when once the children grow up, you know, you are more responsible for yourself only, and the children, you feel they're okay you have someone to take care of them. Are you there? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. I'm yeah. listening. I'm taking it in. I love I love your voice. Um you sound like um grandma or mom. You're just so soothing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I take it nicely, you know, because I've heard this before. <laughs> so uh, and you know, this is the voice of experience. I have been there, done that, in so many things and in most things. 
So when I say, well, you have to do it that way, and I can be very, very firm to people. Sometimes some people feel I'm even rude. You know, when someone who's lost her husband and three years later, she's still moaning and groaning, I kind of yell at her, said, get over it. It's up to you now to live your life. And sometimes they don't like that. They feel I should feel sorry for them. But, you know, you can... And it's very hard when you lose someone. I lost a few husbands, you know. I've been married three times, so I know what it means. And it means that you have to crawl out of that hole, you know, that you are placed in when you lose someone you love. And it's not easy. But for whatever reason, it happened because you were given a learning experience. And the anger I felt when I was widowed was unbelievable. I hated God. I hated everyone in the world because their husbands were still there. I hated everyone who lived because they were given their life, but not I, not the one I loved. His life was taken away. But then you come to a point of realization. You see that, well, life moves on. And I'm not the only one who has suffered here. People lose someone every day. And then you have to just get out of it. And it's a little harder to get back to life. But you have to do it. It's your choice. And then when it happens again, you say, well, what's wrong with me? (laughs) But now you have learned a little bit more. So it's easier for you. So life is full of lessons, probably for a very, very good reason. And that's here on this planet right now with all these things happening and those in charge we feel may not know quite what they're doing. We have to just send everyone happy, well, good energy, energy of the white light. Have you read my book, The White Light? No, but it sounds interesting. I'm going to have to it find it. It is very interesting, and you can go to Amazon uh, and my name, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, and then it comes up. And um, how, do you, how do you see your name? Your name is um, Helena or... or uh, Helena, like Helen with an A. Oh, Helen. Okay. Helena. Okay. Helena. <laughs> For those Helena? who have heard me, they say, oh, yes. They know, um, and the website is toyourheart.com. Speaking to your heart.com, then it's easier to find me also. Okay, and so um, do you do readings on energy or what? Or do you yes, give I do. Advice? What I do in a reading, and I'm glad you asked that too, because uh, I kind of see you, although I don't see you, and Skype is not necessary, but once I connect, I don't connect well in the radio show when I have listeners because I want to be kind of alone with the source, so to speak. And when I have someone with me, I connect with that person through some kind of, you know, energy. And now we are together in, in a moment of energy. And I can actually see your contours, and I can see your energy stations, and I can read your body and your energy on the whole. So usually I see even past lifetimes and how they can block your life today. So it's a very, very interesting thing. 
And it's different for each one. And some people want me many times, and each time is different. And, of course, when someone has brought on some kind of off-balance in the body, like a sickness or what it, some kind of condition, then it might take a few more times to fix that. But we sit there during this hour, and I see everything, and you're pulled in in this moment of togetherness. And because of the principles of quantum physics, we are drawn together. Since you are energy, I'm in I'm energy, and the intention is also a moment of energy. We are drawn together because of this intention, and this is how the higher intention through me can send energy to you and you heal. And this is how it happens. I'm trying to explain that the way it's given to me because I'm so, you know, in that moment I'm in my own place. And uh, here on earth we live in certain frequencies. But when we come up to this moment of healing, we come into different frequency where there are no words. But I see images. And then I have to translate those images to words. And I'm sharing those with you, with the client. And this is how it happens. And uh, I didn't know I could do these things. It's simply a gift that I was given. And it started just completely spontaneously at some kind of gathering or cocktail party or something like that in Miami. And I was standing with people. And uh, there was a very famous um, singer who was there. So I'm not going to perform tonight because... And actually, I was producing that event. And he said, I'm not going to perform tonight. I'm not feeling well. And I just tuned in without knowing I was doing that and looked at him and immediately saw how his liver was kind of not good. And I see livers not like livers because I don't have the medical training, but I see livers like symbols. And I see heart and I see, you know, pancreas, everything. They all have signs so they look like various geometric uh, figures. So I saw his liver, and I just told, oh, your liver is kind of messed up. Let me fix it for you. I had no idea I was doing that. I just heard myself saying that. And now I brushed it off, like just stretched towards him and brushed in the air in front of him. And that moment, he said afterwards, he felt completely well. So he performed that night, (laughs) and we had saved the concert. (laughs) Wow, that is so amazing. God gave you that gift. It is, you know, and this is a gift, and I really truly believe we can all do this like we can all sing. Not so good, some of us, like myself, but I've given this other gift of seeing certain energies and that I have this wish and desire to put things back in balance again. If I go to the supermarket and I'm going to choose a can of tuna, you can be pretty sure I will get the tuna, the the can of tuna that has a nick in it because I'm drawn to those things and places and people who need healing. And, of course, I cannot fix that nick in the can, 
So I just take another one immediately. But I know that now, and this is how it happens, that I'm drawn to situations that need to be fixed. Hmm. Even people sometimes. Can you tell me anything about um, my energy? Do you feel, uh, as I, I said, I like get to... very embarrassed when I do it over, but right. I like to open up your third eye uh, very okay. much. And you, as soon, well, I'm doing that right now. And immediately when I'm doing that, I can see how your silver strings are kind of improving. And what are the silver strings? These are like energy strings that we all have. And I see them on top of your head. And they show me your connection to your spirituality, to your, to the universe. So you ha- have, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a little bit problem with your neck even, and uh, because you receive more than what you can receive, you are, you are influenced more of the spiritual than what you really... You have a desire for the spiritual without really knowing it too much. In what city do you live, Christina? Um, I live in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yes. I and, go to um, Arizona from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice and hot over here now. Um, and you, I wanted to give you a validation that you're right about my neck. Um, lately, it has been hurting, and I have been um, getting visitors from the other side. Well, I've only gotten two visitors, but I have gotten two visitors that I didn't know that they had passed away. And mm-hmm. strangely, they both passed away three years ago, told me in March. This March that passed, they just um, told me in my ear. Uh, one of them told me in my ear I passed away. And he told me goodbye, and I looked it up on the Internet, and sure enough, he had died in in the beginning of March, three years ago. And then another time, I got up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, and a cousin I haven't seen in like 20 years told me he passed away, and I looked it up, and he passed away. Oh, you see? Yeah, so, and with your, you will probably even be more receptive after this moment <laughs> right now and I'm opening up your third eye because you have a very strong third eye meaning you're a very spiritual person and also it sits in your soul and that's what I'm seeing also and so where you uh, and you are not doing what you are you are more you should not you are not quite the one you were meant to be so that is what I'm just seeing right off so um, this was so nice talking to you. Thank you for calling, Christina. I have another call coming, and I'm going to take okay, that well, one you. now. Okay, you have a blessed day, and I loved, I enjoyed our little chat here. So you have a great day, and thank you for sharing everything with us, and never be embarrassed, <laughs> and thank you for doing <laughs> that for me. Okay? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, thank and you. have a wonderful day. Thank you. Okay, right. you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Hello. Hi, how are you? This is Donna. Yes. Hi. This is what, Donna? Yes, hi. Yes, hello, Donna. Where are you located? Um, I'm in California. Oh, wonderful. Where in California? Um, Santa Barbara. Oh, 
how fantastic. That sounds wonderful. You know, I had listeners who sit in other parts of the world, and Santa Barbara, California sounds so great. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, it's great. Beautiful. Mountains, ocean, yeah, it's like a little paradise, yeah. Yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I live in Florida, so I think this is also oh, I love paradise. Florida. I love I lived in Delray Beach and uh, Fort Lauderdale and uh, Naples. And, yeah, I love Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you've been where all the action is. <laughs> so this <Yeah>. is good. <laughs> yeah. So, Donna, uh, anything you want to share with me today? Well, when before people pass away, I always feel their love. Or I get a message from them in their voice in my head after they just have passed away. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it means that you are open and you are of a higher frequency. So uh, that is great. And listen, you know, what they're saying. One can have good conversations with those on the other side. You can ask them questions uh, and they will answer. And you can do that even without being in a trance once you're open to it. And I say this to widows when they have lost their husbands or, or, you know, when someone's lost a loved one. Start talking to the person. They hear you. It's not that those on the other side are spying on us, but they can hear when you are communicating. Yes, I think, yeah, definitely. And the consciousness doesn't really leave here, I don't think, either. Yeah. No, it stays. And... uh, also, we're here on this earth to improve our consciousness. And this is what many people don't understand, that we're actually here to get better, to open up with each lifetime. Does that make oh, sense to you? Yeah. yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. And there's other times where I'll go to the beach and... I'll just feel all this sacredness with everybody on the beach and the land, and and then I'll feel like this holiness, and and I I just start praying. I don't know what to say because it's like indescribable. I don't know. I mean, I don't make it happen. It just happens sometimes. I don't know. Really strange. Well, no, this is beautiful, and kind of live in that kind of mode because it means you're very very aware, and particularly on the beach. There are times when the energy is stronger, and when the high tide is coming in, we are receiving more energy. Many people don't know that this is a moment of when you're receiving energy. And when the tide is going out, then you are actually losing strength. So it takes away things for you. So you have to decide what you want to receive from, from the ocean. Nature, in fact, has given us everything. This world is such a wondrous world, just like the title here. This world is so full of all kinds of wonders because, uh, uh, well, because we're meant to use all these. We're meant to use nature in every way. I have many women who come and they complain because they get the uh, urinary tract infection all the time and they say I cannot handle that antibiotic anymore and I say well you don't need to take that just take cranberry cas- capsules you can buy it on Amazon yeah. or in your local health food store 
cranberry capsules are fantastic also for gout. So there's and little things like this all the time. I had the good fortune yeah. to grow up in the country with the older wow. generation, so to speak, in an older part of Sweden. And people knew all about nature and what they could use. And oh, my yeah. mother, who was very modern at the time, she used everything also. She studied the subject, but she was like a social person in town. But she liked to have this lovely knowledge about nature. And, of course, I was watching and listening all the time to what she was doing and saying. So we have it there. We were born. We are part of nature. We are not separated from nature. And we are not the master over nature. We are part of nature, and we are supposed to use nature in every way. I remember I was in Italy, uh, a place called Sardinia. It's an island there, and there were these big boulders, and I was sitting on the boulders, and it was right near a place where the water, where the ocean went in and out, but it was quite strong. The current coming yes, back it in is. And, all. and I felt and I saw all this pink energy in the water there, and it was just lovely. And I felt nothing but love there. And then a couple hours later, someone told me that someone had died there the day before. So I was picking up on the oh. energy of the someone, but it was it was beautiful. I mean, there was so that's why I think that when you do pass from this world. You, you pass with such love that it's beautiful. You know, uh, we uh, are not supposed to fear death. And uh, in the old days, when someone died, they celebrated that. And I think about European history, which, of course, I know much better. And so back in the Middle Ages and before that, in Viking times, the celebrated death and the dance and the drank and they were happy for the person because now they were going to a better place. And when they then had tough times with hunger and they couldn't put it quite together, people started to kill themselves just to get to this better place. And they had to stop that. So now the churches who now come into Europe, you know, religion, they started to tell people that if they did that, they would go to hell, and to die was a horrible thing, and they might go not to heaven, they would probably go to hell. So people start to be fearful of death, they didn't want to die. And that was how it started to get this fear, because it was in the beginning, just a release from this lifetime. And people like they chose that. I think the soul takes its journey, and I don't think that the soul takes a bad journey. I really don't, because it's part of God, our souls, and yeah. I don't know, that's just what I think. I see soul as part of the light, yes. Do you give any uh, angel messages or anything like that? I was wondering if you had any messages for me, or... No, I don't get any messages. And this is the thing with when I do, I get messages in my private sessions, a lot because then oh. I'm focused. Here when I do the the show, I'm looking at the screen <laughs> and I'm just continuing to, to kind of see what what is happening so I cannot focus at all. And when you are in the light and for anyone, it's a very strong focus. 
So it's 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 not very hard to get into a light, the light. You just imagine yourself in a ray of light and allow that light to shine down over you. I do it right now, and immediately I just kind of take this deep breath, and I cannot help it. I just feel so good about the light coming in. And, of course, I do this all the time. I can stand in line at the post office (laughs) and just allow the light to shine over me. But I use it as protection. And if you read my book, you see how I used it. I wouldn't have been here today if it wouldn't have been for the white light. So I use it as a tool for information, for inspiration, as protection. And I teach that to kids, to my kids, you know, and to my grandkids, and for grandchildren, you know, when they were small. Oh, yeah, (laughs) you know, they will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh Children are so easy. They... You know, we people, we're grown-ups, we kind of do the light and we believe we have to see it and we have to do it slowly. No, it's just a quick moment of imagination. You just put yourself in the light right now, and it's done. I did right now again, and I take this deep breath, and it feels absolutely wonderful. And uh, what it also is, well, it's a God light, but it's also the focus or the concentration of optimism, of positive energy. So you can actually teach that to everyone. Put yourself in the light. And I even sent it, you know, some time ago, I sent white light to our president here. And actually that day he made perfect good sense. And I'm saying that it's you know, with a sense of humor, but it really works when you can send this to people, send it to those, you know, like the prime minister said about the terrorists, that they are, you know, cowards, because those who go and do this, because they have a weapon, and they do it to the innocent people, they are cowards, and we should not look them at superior power, we should look at them as cowards. And I like that. And I think even the president has started to say something similar about the people who do that too. These are not superior people. These are losers and cowards who have nothing better to do than to go into the negative. And we should not become victims of that. And that's why I'm kind of a little sharp on this. And I really mean we should not fall victim to those energies that have that are representing darkness because we were meant to be in the light. I am the light, just like it says in the Bible. They talk about the light in the Bible all the time. I didn't I don't know how I got into the light, but I saw the light a lot of times and when I was in my late teens I had this appearance of like burning light, just light, in my bedroom. I woke up in the middle of the night and saw this light in my room. And and it was so intriguing and it was moving. And what it actually was, and it took me years and years and years of understanding what it was. And in the end I realized this is my inner light 
that was suddenly reproducing itself in front of me to tell me that it was there for me. And then it started to speak, you know, like the burning bush. And I got so scared. I had never been so scared at that time before. But what I was scared of was actually the power of the light and that it was there for me. And this is what it is. The power of the light is there for me, for you, for the world. And if you but have a sick child, send it to the child. Right? It's a good power. It's a, yeah, yeah. And there are those yeah. who try to say differently now because they fear the light, that the light would heal this planet. But this is the universal power that truly exists out there. Not only here in our world and our, on our planet, but it exists over the whole planet, spares, you know, over the whole universe. It's that, which means that God is everywhere. This is the God power. But it is a focus of the positive power, of optimism, of the good. And once we get that in our heads, it's wonderful news. And it shows us how much power we have access to. At night when I sometimes I can be disturbed by something, you know, particularly when I stay in the hotels, and I have those energies floating around me that are not good. I put myself in the light, and then I bring in angels. And you can bring in angels in any place. Just imagine they're there. And if you make this a habit in your life, you will have a better life. It will be more comfortable and less fearful around you you will find that it's easier to fall asleep. And you feel much safer, more secure where you are. So our life is an incredible life that we have so many gifts out there and that we should learn how to use. So Donna, thank you so much for calling. Do you have any thank other questions? But it was lovely chatting with you. <laughs> Call again. Oh, you too. Yeah, I, I learned so much, and yeah, I've really uh, have enjoyed your show. Yeah, thank you very much. You have a wonderful day today. Thank you so much, and we are coming. Thank you. So we are coming towards the end of uh, our time, and. Uh, I see, is there another one I clicked on, or is it just you? I don't know. I'm ending here anyway. That's, um, so I disconnect that. So um, thank you all who have been listening today. If you want to get more of me, go to my website, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. My name is Helena Steiner Hornstein. Sometimes you can find me under Helena Margareta on Google. And um, you will find me. And I have this great book on Amazon or in your closest bookstore. You have to ask for it there. I'm not sure they have it in stock, but they have it on the computer. So this was a wonderful day today, beautiful Keep in touch with me and have a wonderful, wonderful day. 
And again, this is Helena Steiner Hornstein. Have a great, 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 great life and moment in time. Thank you all. Be well. Have a wonderful day.